Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Chickity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Welcome to another edition yes! of the Metal Sucks Podcast. What is this? What, what episode is this, Godless? God, I have no idea. Are we number seven now? I think so. Yeah, I think we're number seven. I, I, I'm uh, I'm Chuck. Yeah, I'm Godless. Yeah, yeah. We're I think we're up to number seven now, dude. It's 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 kind of insane. And uh, and we're already wanting to change everything. We need to flush it, re- redo the format. <laughs> we we need more people to be better because we now, suck. The last couple shows. You have, have been terrible. You're, you're I've been awful. Terrible. I've been terrible. It's okay. You're on. You're like on vacation. I'm like pulling you in on vacation to do this. What's awesome is because we are the greatest extreme metal talk show of all times. I have to truly step up to the plate and deliver this week. You know, th- three weeks of stuck. So, so yeah. I'm going to I'm I'm going to rely on you. You've been carrying us to do everything. Out. It's going to be all it's going to be all godless all the time. <laughs> and that's it. I'm just I'm just saying that that like the last few weeks you've been carrying the show on your own, your shoulders, and I recognize your legs are tired. And I'm 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 gonna help out. What I love is in the middle of that when when your connection broke up, it just sort of solidified exactly what we're talking about. Well, <laughs> <laughs> on this episode, we've got uh, we I, I got to sat down, uh, sit down and talk to Valiant himself uh, at his performance here in uh, in Austin, and we got a, we we got a little chat. We got a guest star for the first time on the podcast. We're gonna bring in Valiant himself and have a little chat over some tea. I can't wait to uh, hear coming that. Coming up on the show, <laughs> he's pretty funny, man. He's a, he's a really cool dude. And we didn't talk about beards. So just so you know, we I made a point not to talk about beards. I mentioned it one time, and it's right at the t- just at the end of it because I you can't I can't not. But I wanted to make sure that that's not all we talked about was beards. Good idea. I mean, you know, we had to talk about metal and and stuff like that. We're also going to talk about album cover art and uh, do's, don'ts, and what the hell is some people thinking when they're putting stuff on their cover art. And some bad ones. Oh, there's some really terrible ones out there right now, man. And, and, And they just keep coming. It's, it's we'll talk about that when we get to it, too. It's going to be a, we got to make a whole segment out of that because it drives me nuts. Some of the stuff I'm seeing out there right now. And then we want to talk about the uh, top albums of the year so far, because everybody's po- populated their list on, on MetalSucks.net. And, you know, we have our opinions as well. We match a lot of people that are out there. I know that I've read a lot of the list and, and we've got a few, a few that I have no idea what's on their list. I looked at it and was like, what the? I don't know any of these bands. I don't even yeah, know what so, this is. That's part of what makes it so hard. I mean, it's like I was going through all those lists, too, and it's like, I haven't heard it. haven't heard it. Never even heard of the band, you know? Give me a break. Well, you know, the, there's going to be a, a little bit of that here and there, but the, there were, there was a couple of them that I was a little, uh, you know, what? I guess that's pretty good, but yeah, we're gonna play a, a list, or, yeah. yeah, we're gonna oh, play a song from. Uh, we're gonna play some Valiant Thor. We're also gonna play some uh, new Norma Jean, which is wicked bad. Uh, new Devil Driver. I'm gonna hit you with that one uh, this week. Make sure you uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and all that good stuff, so that you can get it brought to your iPhone and whatever device you have uh, right to you, so you can listen to our lovely voices without having to do like any work. What a great idea! That, that's uh, <laughs> th- that's even more awesome. We can just now, in, invade your space. You remember when you gave me that uh, Iron Maiden Flight Six 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 DVD, right? Yeah, and, and and like like I watched it billion times, right? Yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome. Now, what's cool about it is they go to all these different countries, especially like Mexico, Costa Rica, and all these Brazil other and all that. Yeah, yeah, and you see hundred thousand of these guys there to see iron maiden you know and it's like oh my god you get so excited it's like metal around the world man it's happening it's here and here i am in mexico i've been here for like uh, almost a month now Mm -hmm. and i have seen a grand total of three metal t-shirts three only no you're you're lying there's got to be like thousands down there in mexico thousands there would be thousands i thought it I thought I'd be running into them all the time. I don't know if it's just like the black T-shirt thing. Like it's like it's too hot. I'll wear it to the concert, but I ain't bringing it out otherwise. Well, you, know? you figure at least it'd be a bunch of Iron Maiden T-shirts. You know, that, that's yeah. the one that would go over with everybody. 
So yeah, we're all these guys who were in the, in the in the movie, you know. So which one? What did you? What bands have you seen? Anybody interesting? Like, yes, yeah. yeah, Slipknot. Okay, that may. Okay. So I was like, okay, all right, right kind of cool. All right, dig it. Megadeth. All right, that was a given. Kind of expected. Yeah, that. Megadeth is another and, one that's like that. Yeah. Yeah, I might mention a super collider t-shirt <laughs> and uh yesterday was uh municipal waste oh there you go all right municipal so waste was, spreading the fingers cool. yeah. yeah that's kind of cool did you like walk up to him and say what's up or what no nah, my spanish ain't that good i'd be like <laughs> uh municipal waste uh no habla espanol what else am i gonna say <laughs> bueno t-shirt vato yeah bueno right. t-shirt <laughs> uh, yeah i love it I, th- I think that's perfect he totally get what you're saying and metal dudes would be like yeah, oh yeah right and he'd probably be fine with it or think you were gonna assault him or something well, one, i keep on thinking other. that i'll walk around with my cavellar tech t-shirt and like somebody will like get it you know yeah, but it's, it's know, europe dude you're in you're in mexico man yeah. you gotta walk around with a yeah i know, you know that but something a little more regional metal yeah su- <laughs> supposedly it's international, brah. Man, did you uh, <laughs> did you watch it? Have you been looking at the interwebs and like looking at some of the stuff that's been out this week, man? Uh, I've watched that. How far in to the to the Mina, Mina Caputo <laughs> video did you get? Did you watch any of that stuff, dude? You know me. Uh, uh, you know I I have a uh, you probably a high commented on it. Uh, I watched the whole thing. Really? I almost watched it. Almost watched it twice. I only threw up in my mouth like twice. I know that. You watched it twice? <laughs> really? Almost. I liked the song. I thought the song was pretty good. Oh, oh, oh. Got, you want to know what's really bizarre, though? Is like I've got this playlist on uh, Spotify that I made like, I don't know, two or three years ago. And it's all any song that I come across that's a guy singing about being a girl or a girl <laughs> singing about being a guy. Okay. And I can't wait for this song to pop up on Spotify because it's perfect for that playlist. But those songs are hard to find, you know. Mm, yeah, I could see that. But this is sort of in between because it's—is it a—is a guy singing about a girl or a girl sing? Or it's—it's it's so like that's a fine line right there. I guess we, it, yeah. we are now talking female singing about being a man, uh, or you are used to be being a man. I don't know what's happening. They're all. Yeah. You know, there's a lyric in there where it sounds like uh, many kind of regrets getting the, the wang cut off. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, but embra- you definitely embracing it with the camera on that video. You know, I mean, oh, yeah, right there in the middle of it. But it, I, I have no problem with the, the fact that that she decided to do that. And that was her choice. And I think that's fine. That's that's pretty awesome. But I have every right to be sort of creeped out by it at the same time. So. I don't know. It was just sort of weird. I'd seen Life of Agony enough times to go, I still recognize that guy. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know what it gets me is, you know how sometimes you see like a good looking guy and you're like, well, maybe you don't automatically think it, but you know, you could look at a good looking guy and go, yeah, if that became a girl, that'd be a that might be good that, looking girl. That might work. Yeah, that, that might yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. What was it? The the crying game. You know, was it that the movie with the? Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that guy was kind of cute with the know? switchblade where it just Twitter? flips out. Yeah, okay, right, right on. I could, yeah, I could, you know, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I could be convinced. Uh, but the, this, uh, this, many no, there's no convincing. It went from a good looking guy to a real looks like a trailer park. Type of, you know that trailer park look? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, know that thin lip. I know exactly and, what you're talking about. I grew up there. Oh, I know I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> Too many cigarettes, you know. Well, I know a couple people uh, I know a couple people that could definitely not be turned into women. One is me and the other is Valiant himself. And I had a chance to sit down and talk to him <laughs> about all kinds of stuff over a nice cup of tea. Nothing like having tea with Valiant himself. It's a little thick, but it's pretty good. I don't know. That looks pretty. That looks pretty tasty right there. Now, it's which, pretty good. Which one is that? This is a taro bubble t- milk tea. Oh, okay. See, I'm not a, the milk tea thing has never got me like, especially during the summer. Cheers. Cheers. I should have. I definitely didn't think I, iced tea. I should have went with the iced tea, but this, but this is good. It's good. It's satisfying my sweet tooth as well. Ah, yeah, that's good. I mean, the last thing though, the I always think of the milk and the heat and like, oh, little, it's little. not so milky. It's more whatever the fruit is, the taro. I guess the balls are tapioca. 
Tapioca balls. Tapioca Ooh, balls. Distracting. I like tapioca balls. Yeah. Before we get into like the meat and potatoes, man, tell me tell me a little bit about yourself, dude. Uh, you guys are from Chapel Hill, right? No, well, that's where we're. Uh, I mean, we originally crashed on the planet. We were in Greenville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Then we moved to Chapel Hill. Then we went on tour for eight years, and in those transition spots, we didn't stay in Chapel Hill anymore. We kind of stayed between Chapel Hill and Raleigh. One guy had a base, um, a house outside of there, outside of Chapel Hill, and we've always kind of kept it, you know, as our base. But really, he sold that house now, so more of the dudes live. We all kind of live, you know, when we took the six-month break, we just took, uh, we actually have houses now. Like, I live in Richmond, one guy lives in Wilmington, two live in Raleigh, and one lives in, uh, in Jacksonville. So, is uh, where did you where, where where did you grow up? I mean, I know you crash landed, but on Earth, um, the North Carolina mountains. When did you wind up getting into into heavy metal? I've always liked all kinds of different music. I guess my Earth father listened to classic rock. My Earth mother listened to like soul and oldies, bubblegum stuff. So when we started this band, it made sense that we took like a we wanted like rock and roll like mm. we wanted soul and we wanted james brown singing for mc5 was kind of what we that was that was the plan anyway the scene where you were growing up did you get a, exposed to a bunch of stuff was there like one show or something that you remember when you're coming up that hit you in a certain way that said that's what i want to do not necessarily a show i, I don't guess i always I think mean, about it like you know the first time i saw dio i was like okay i love heavy metal yeah, I mean, I never got to see Dio until later on. I actually saw Dio in Houston on that Metal Masters tour right before he passed away. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, we missed him when we first were touring. They, it was like Iron Maiden, Dio, and Motorhead. Motorhead, yeah. And we, we went to that. Um, it's one of our first U.S. This is like 2003, I think. This is one of our, when our first album came out. And we... We had we went up to Akron, Ohio to play a show, and the, the guys... Uh, that we went to play with, uh, they were called Gold Circles. Mm-hmm. And the guitar player had laid on the railroad tracks and died the night before. Whoa. So we were like, well, we'll just, it's, it was like 4th of July, the day, the next day before 4th of July. So we were like, we'll just take off to St. Louis because that's where our next gig is. And before we did, we went to visit that band, Kill the Hippies, some old awesome friends of ours. And they said, well, you know Iron Maiden's playing in town tonight. Well, too bad we didn't go to that. And we were like, too bad's ass. Let's go now. Like, is it still? are we still able to? And we missed everybody but Iron Maiden, but we got to get in. And, and that was like one of the best experiences. They let us in free because they weren't selling tickets anymore. And they are like, sorry, you know, we can't sell you any tickets. And we are like, what? like, look, I just showed them our licenses. We drove all the way from North Carolina just for this show. <laughs> and they were like, okay, all right. okay, you can get in. We're just running late, that's all. Yeah. Like, come on in. Uh, yeah, that was a good tour, actually. I remember that show. Uh, no, nah, I had seen Dio like when I was 17 years old, and it changed my life forever, you know? That's awesome. No, I mean, I definitely saw my share of shows when I was younger, but... Was it more like local stuff or more There was a lot of local regional? stuff in Charlotte and... and or you know you would see like touring acts come back through as like reunion stuff like the Guess Who or <laughs> or you know Cheap Trick at the Barbecue Festival or I remember a lot of that stuff the Doobie U- Brothers UFO and yeah uh, there a lot of bands did that so I mean I never got to see like you know I mean I, now like years later I got to see tons of them but you know the the heaviest stuff I saw early on was like you know Tool and Rage Machine I got to go to the second Lollapalooza yeah. So those were the the weenie roasts and the things like that that mm-hmm. they had the radio the radio type stuff that they had were the things that that I was able to see you know when I could when I got a license and could go check out shows. What was the uh, what was the first metal record you ever owned? I guess Uriah Heep. If you if you were, you know, if you're talking about yeah. you know classic stuff the first like modern metal record I guess would be probably some a Motorhead tape maybe a Bomber or something like that. But, you know, when I was in sixth grade, I started buying, I started spending, instead of all my lawn, mow, lawn mowing money on comic books, I spent half of my lawn mowing money on comic books and half on cassettes. And so I was buying whatever was out at the time, uh, Pearl Jam, like from from pop radio stuff all the way to, uh, you know, like Sex Pistols and Helmet and Pantera. And I remember 
I had a buddy who was like, we, we were getting the hell beat out of us in sixth grade, you know, like that's when, when you're 11 years old, that's when people break off into their social categories there, you yeah. know, the jocks and the nerds, the, and, the, the nerds yeah. and the, and I was definitely the most definitely a nerd and the guys in the Aussie shirts who were older than us would beat the hell out of us. So I was, I questioned whether I was going to be into Aussie or not at 11 years old. And then, then very shortly thereafter we were listening to Pantera and Metallica every day and stuff and a lot of our friends who had older brothers they knew about this stuff but we didn't have older brothers we weren't even from this planet you know what I'm saying yeah. <laughs> you know didn't quite get into it not till not till another year not till we started watching skateboarding videos and stuff like that and Hitting like all that starting SoCal to search stuff for that was in yeah. there you get that you like, you and yeah some of those that popped in there too yeah if you any pennywise any all like lots of that stuff because if you if you grew up in a really really small town and the only place that you had to get music was Walmart yeah you know or something like that and then you're fucked you know unless you had an older brother who like knew about black flag or something radical you know well that's kind of the weird you know when you're in that middle period age wise cuz I'm probably right around the same uh, same areas you you did you weren't in the first wave, so it, the Sabbath and the you know all the Aussie stuff was a little bit beforehand. But so was a, so was some of the Metallica and the Anthrax and the first thrash and all that stuff. There you didn't know quite where to fit. We all turned out to be. Well, I just didn't. I didn't. I didn't discern. I mean, my old man had Black Sabbath records. I yeah. loved Black Sabbath, but he also had Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and yeah. James Gang and stuff like that too. So I didn't discern so much of the the genres. Didn't didn't. You know, I didn't segregate what I liked as much. I didn't say, you know, at a time there it's was only like, be this or yeah, yeah. You know, like at the time, at the time, like you're thinking, like sixth grade, you think, well, there was stuff on the radio that, like, you know, you could, I couldn't imagine thinking of something that I, I, I don't listen to the regular radio, so I don't know what's on there. But at the time, I didn't, I couldn't tell you the difference between a band like Helmet and. I mean, I knew this difference in sound, but, you know, there was Pearl Jam and Stone Temple Pilots and yeah. Alice in Chains and, and Red Hot Chili Peppers and Jane's Addiction and all these things. And they they were all, they all had different fans, but they all kind of just melted together until you, you know, until you got a little bit older and you saw that, you know, you figured out that people pushed them into different genres. And you don't, if you you can't like this, or you, if you like this, then you're this kind of guy. You know, later 90s and stuff, it started to split up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to segment it all. And if you listen to rap metal or you listen to rage, you can't listen to this. Or if you yeah. listen to that. And, and I don't know if that was an age thing or just like we started to separate it all. Yeah. Know, like I, see it through a filter. And it's like, dude, it's rock and roll. Right? Yeah, it's true. And we did. I mean, and there was definitely stuff that that you know. I, I don't like to shit on anybody, but there was stuff that sucked that I that you don't you don't even you have any if you don't have a taste you don't know you just yeah. take it all in you take it all in for a while. And uh, man, you know, I was a huge fan of Stone Temple Pilots for a long yeah, time. So I had you know, the first taste. <laughs> I think a lot of our friends were that like you know, we laugh about it. So I live in Richmond now. So like those the uh, one of my best buddies in Direct Control, another best buddy in Municipal Waste, and. They went to see Stone Temple Pilots a few years ago and just laughed. So was, they said they were loving it, singing all the songs at, as loud as they could sing them, as, front, as getting up as close as they could get. And they said those dudes didn't want to have anything to do with them. Because <laughs> <laughs> you still know all the words and you're like, yeah. oh, man. Yes, I did listen to this. Yes, not proud of it, but still. It's part of the way you grew up and part of what you listen to. It's part of the... Yeah, the whole thing. If you if you if you were in BMG or, or CMJ or, or in a, in a, like a Columbia House, yeah, and yeah. you had this this uh, tape club that would send you like, okay, this this week we're going to give you the new the new Primus and the new Dinosaur Junior, and you're like, you get two tapes for the price of one, and mm-hmm. you okay, so then next month you get a Jesus Lizard, and then and you're like, yeah, you know, and then the next month the, the, the first Corn album, you're like, okay, what's this all about? And then you, then you, later on you you look back and laugh at some of the tapes in your collection, but you know, the, you don't know until you know. With really crappy covers on them, yeah, I, I remember those things. <laughs> exactly. a blank white cover on the inside. Uh-huh. I was so disappointed when I got my first Iron Maiden tape through that thing with no cover in it. I'm like, oh, what the, oh, this sucks. Or try to get that Guns N' Roses app, <laughs> Guns N' Roses album with n- there's no robot, there's no ro- robot rape scene. What's going on? <laughs> did they did they uh, censor a lot of those things? Probably, I don't remember. Well, that was how they got around it. Like that's how they got around a lot of stuff was that they didn't put in like the full album covers. They didn't oh. put in like all the artwork. They just dubbed the music onto it and. 
bad format oh, and fuck. shipped it out to you. So it didn't have like half the stuff that it that's why it, it was supposed so to came with pennies. <laughs> it's like and then illegal downloading and it was all over. And then it, even tapes didn't matter anymore. Exactly. So you guys uh, got a new record, mm-hmm. our own masters. Yep. Tell me about it. What's different about this record from all the other ones? Well, first and foremost, I think probably the biggest difference is that the record is across the board we took a lot more time to make it and in that like each part of it was considered and i think that's the best word to say like we would you know we had 80 85 or 86 demos for like 15 songs and we used 12 songs and um and it wasn't that we had 85 different songs we just did them a bunch of different ways yeah i mean we would do them uh we would we would like Try a chorus out, and if it didn't work, we try. I mean, sometimes the the whole concept of the song would be completely different. We and every single person wrote like lyrics and you know full song lyrics, and sometimes they wouldn't work. And then a guy would go back and put a chorus in, or a guy would go back and change a verse. And and so you know, there's multiple songs where it's co-written by all of us with the, the lyrics, like because it's just instead of being maybe represented by one person like some of the albums were this one's more representative of all of us so it's more cohesive it's a more cohesive album and, and Lucian our drummer pointed out that this record um, whereas some of the records like if you think about it we used to call ourselves genre killers when we first came out because yeah. because the music didn't it wasn't like we were trying to make a punk record or a metal record we didn't even think about it we just made stuff so they would ask us and we, and we just started laughing and saying genre because di- we didn't know what um kind of music we were trying to make we just made music so some of those older albums in between like if you look at the songs there might be three or four different styles in one song Mm -hmm. and and lucian pointed out that with this record they say this record's more diverse because a song like um life hands you demons or a song like torn apart or Mm -hmm. a song like uh crowd pleaser they're all completely different styles of music Mm -hmm. but whereas instead of putting three or four different styles in the songs we spread the styles out and and concentrated on making a making a song that that sounded like it had its own identity yeah and the song became on, on its own and so and in that in that sort of maybe tells a story in itself you know it's, was it a better experience doing it that way? I mean, do you think you got a better a better end result out of it? Because I, mean, I, I don't you know, know. your I stuff mean, in the past is is got its own sort of character. I mean, you know, bands change sound all the time a little bit, but I don't think this is far different from what you guys have done before. It's, I don't it, think it incorporates it. All. I don't think it's a, a whole like you know flip flop to some other type of thing. Yeah. I just think that, and because it wasn't, uh, we didn't consciously say we want to. Right, you know, it's just an afterthought, a look at it. It's like yeah. that's what kind of the way it went. You know, it wasn't like a choice to set out to make this song a, tw- you know, just kind of realized it after the fact. Yeah, that- we wrote a really short song, it was like a twenty-five second song, and we didn't go, okay, now, now we're gonna do <laughs> put that one in front of a, you know. Uh, I think one thing that we consciously thought about was albums. A lot of people nowadays make records, and bands make records, and they 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 make it in the format of a CD or the format of MP3. Like you're mm. going to listen to it all the way through and yeah, get yeah, into yeah. the next thing, or you're going to listen to singles. We, we grew up on cassettes and yeah. on vinyl records. And so we thought of it as one side and another side. Uh, it sucks that we didn't end up making the, the cassette of this. And that's a whole other story. Our record label went out of business four days before the t- tour and two weeks before the record came out. But Anyway, maybe we will if we license it to someone else. Whatever happens with the record, we may do it on cassette. But there's a very—I don't know if you can tell—but there's a real feel, a real sense of one half into the other half, yeah. and then it would go back into the other side. I mean, those are those are the kind of things we thought about differently on this record. You wind up doing it on vinyl, maybe. It's all, it's our out. We you have it on got vinyl. It on vinyl, yeah. You, all at all the, the last table. five records are on vinyl at the Score. merch table right now. You find people buying that stuff a lot more these days. We sell way more vinyl than CDs. Yeah, yeah, and we and we have for the past at least three records um i think it's pretty much all i buy nowadays it's, well, it makes sense because yeah. most vinyl comes with a digital yeah download exactly. so why stack a bunch of cds around your house you mm-hmm. know like if you have i listen to digital in my car or cassettes and i have the i have this big nice piece of artwork and i have vinyl uh, exactly. you know, a turntable in the house so i don't even you know like i, I think a lot that's why a lot of people, more people start buying vinyl because they they can have it both ways with you know buying it in one format and they have it you know they get they get a couple out of it 
Um, and, and I see a lot more people buying it. You stay at a lot of people's houses and I mean, you're talking freaky freakies that always had like got their dad's record collections yeah. or whatever, but yeah. like straight lace dudes, like full on, like supporting things like record store day and going oh, out yeah. and this guy's got fucking fail Kuti records that I can't even afford. <laughs> Look at this guy. Like it, people will surprise you. Well, you know, and I think it's just more, you know, CDs seem to still seem a little more fleeting. You throw in the back of your car and you forget about it and it's just kind of gone. You know, finally, you've got to take care of it. You've got to protect it. you got to make sure it doesn't get hot. you got to make sure it doesn't, you know, yeah. you got to make sure you clean it. And, you baby it a little bit. Yeah, it's got to be taken care of a little bit more. And I don't know. I'm kind of a big proponent of it because I'm a big fan of artwork, too. Yeah. You know, you know band it makes art it special. is such a huge deal. You, know? you said you were in Houston last night. How's how's this round going? You guys, good response from the new stuff? And yeah, all that? it's awesome. Awesome. Uh, you know, we had like I said, we I mean, because you guys are all about your live show, man. I we mean, toured for eight years and we didn't have a break. I mean, we didn't take a break from the road. If we yeah. were if we were off, we were making a new record. That's why we had one like every other year. Yeah. But this has been three years since a record came out, and we had been touring our asses off, like you know, open up new territories. And so we were like thinking about going to even other places that we haven't gone yet, but we just don't have the promoters for. So we haven't been to Australia, we haven't been to Russia, we haven't been to Japan, we mm. haven't been to South America and Mexico, all very important places to us. But we needed a new product, we yeah. needed a new album, we needed to be current. So we took six months off. A couple dudes, there's babies in the mix, there's wives about to be in the mix, there's deaths in the mix, like mm-hmm. family deaths, and there was a lot of life stuff that we never had to deal with before. So we took six months, we made a new record, and now we're back. And you could tell that the shows, the fans have been waiting, I guess. The, the shows are yeah. just as big or bigger than they ever were. And people all like the new stuff. Like I said, we've only been playing these new songs live for like two weeks now. Yeah. People are digging it. Well, last time I saw you guys in town was Fun 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 Fest, I think, and uh, that was the last show of the last tour. So that's been six and months. Man, that was uh, that that uh, when I was talking to people about coming to the show tonight, <laughs> they're like, "So was that that dude that had the green pants and the <laughs> was in the in the crowd? Like that? That's them. That's, nice. you know, so people remember you guys for your stage show, no, right no on. doubt. Right no, on." I mean, I do say you are a sexy piece of man meat, so... Thank you, sir. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> I don't take that lightly. It's it's not gay or anything. It's, no, no, no. No homo. Just gotta I'm with know, it. Got to know where you stand. Well, you have to. You have to. I think that's... I mean, I appreciate uh, art. Uh, this is where I find significance. on yeah. a, Not on an autonomous, universal, or transcendent level, but about where my habits, beliefs, and desires lay. Mm-hmm. And so, you know... I'm with you. Thank you. I don't know about. I'm not. I can't say it for myself. You know. I've always thought of myself as uh, having charm and wit and marvelous personality rather than. And that goes a long way. Yeah, it does. It does. You know, a glorious beard and you know a wonderful package. You know that that also does a lot. It ties in. It ties it in. (laughs) It ropes them in, if you will. If you can't. If you can. If you know. If you don't get awkward. New record is called Our Own Masters. Uh, The song I've been playing is Cerberus, actually. Oh, awesome. Because I love listening to you sing like right at the beginning just by yourself. I I don't think that's pretty rad. We spin that one here on the Metal Sucks podcast. Cerberus, don't bite the hand to feed ya. Cerberus, don't bite the hand to feed ya. Cerberus, you got three minds I shouldn't have to tell you twice Cerberus, don't bite the hand that feeds ya
Won't you let them take my soul? Serious, no bite the hand to feed ya. And now my life is done. I only got one feeling. From the brand new CD, our own masters, Valiant Thor. Cerberus is the name of the song. Let's say, what, a three-headed demon dog in the river sticks or something like that? Yeah. I don't know what it means. Maybe he's going to go fetch something or something, man. Valiant Thor, thanks to uh, Valiant himself uh, for guesting on the show this week. Much appreciated. It was quite the show. Uh, <laughs> man, it was hot as hell out there. Dude is crazy. Lots of lots of beards, a lot of facial hair, a lot of uh, a lot of jean jackets, and, and, and even in the even in a ninety five degree heat during, at ten o'clock at night, it was still it was a lot of matted, smelly dudes. Yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah. What are we gonna do? Uh, you, you, you get that many beards, it really should be a prerequisite for air conditioning or or deodorant. One of the uh, one of the other. <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god yeah it started it started to smell like an onion factory up in that place man it was bad like but you know to be expected dude but in this segment we wanted to do a little uh, we need to talk about cover art because a couple things came up this week with uh with cover art and and we wanted to lump it all into one one segment and we mentioned it a little bit in my talk with uh with valiant himself about how, yeah, it, how one of the worst cover arts oh my goodness the cover art is so bad on the new album you know what's funny is is i didn't I didn't even realize it because I hadn't gotten the record in full format. I had gotten the downloads and I'd seen the cover like a small thumbnail and stuff and didn't even think twice about it. And then I looked at it at the merch table. I was like, oh, my God, that's what is that? What is that? What? Oh, my God. It's 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 your you know, your buddy in the in the art class who, you know, messing around. It's not real. I, you know, I know they like to smoke dope, but you gotta get off the dope before you approve your cover art. You smoke, know, smoke dope. Are you a narc? Are you from the 1970s? Hey, smoke the marijuana. Hey, dude, I'm in Mexico, <laughs> man. I'm I'm watching all the Cheech and Chong movies. <laughs> that's a, that's all the only Spanish you know right now. Exactly. That's all I can get. That, that's the whole the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. But uh, you know, I can I can forgive some bad cover art, and then then others where. I don't know. Valiant Thor is a, uh, their audience, I think, will accept a lot of different things. The one that we were kind of referencing, though, earlier in the week when we started talking about this this topic, we were talking about Avenged Sevenfold and, and their new record. Oh, the new Avenged Sevenfold album. Oh, it's terrible. What What's going on out there? Is everybody going blind? And it's weird because you go and look at their other color, cover art, and I would never have thought this would be the direction that they're going in. And I don't get it. And I, I wonder if people have forgotten in the digital age nowadays how important cover art actually is to your record. You know, is it, are they just forgetting how important this is? I, you know, that's an interesting question because I wrote down, you know, like, does it even matter? And I think that it, it, it still does, but I think it probably is even more important than it was before because – you got to be somewhat iconic with your albums. I mean, you think about some of the best cover albums of all time, you know, like, I mean, just, you know, when they match great albums and it's, it fits perfect. Master of Puppets is just right. You know what I mean? And it's not, it's not over the top. It's not uh, underdone. It's, it's the perfect amount of what, what you want to see out of it and what you expect from it or even ride the lightning for that matter or something like that. It was funny. I posted, I did post something on Facebook a couple weeks ago before saw Avenged Sevenfold or any of these other covers about how I'd miss being able to recognize an album by its cover art. When As soon as you see it, you know exactly what record it is and you don't even have to think twice about it. And I was talking about Alters of Madness and going, as soon as I see this, even without all the stuff that uh, it was uh, the artwork that was underneath, uh, just the Circle of Hell thing. And as soon as I saw it, I knew exactly what album that was. 
right. you know, and where it came from. And I think we're getting farther and far away, farther away from that stuff. I mean, some people are doing it and doing it well. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, you look at the, the I mean, some of the albums that we're going to bring up during the like albums of the year so far, I've got amazingly great, iconic cover art, I think, you know, the Earth Rocker. Yeah, I was going to say Clutch is a, a good one. Yeah. I love what uh, Alter Plague did, Alter Plagues did with their cover art, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the, the, the dancer or whatever is sort of in this like very cryptic black and white photograph, you know, doing this back thing. I don't know. It almost looks like something straight out of The Exorcist Part 6, but it's, it's awesome, you know? But Dillinger Escape Plan, who, you know, it looks like they might have ripped off an artist or the artist uh, for a book ripped off them, something like that. Yeah. You know, it's a cool cover art, you know, whoever ripped off who. But it's, <laughs> but it's simple, you know, it's a, and it's not, the, it's simple but effectual, you know, it works because, yeah. because the, you don't have to get intricate. I mean, the, the, where the Clutch Earth Rocker album is totally intricate and there's all kinds of cool stuff, or you think about a Mastodon cover and how intricate and amazing some of those covers are, whether it's the Hunter or, uh, you know, Leviathan and the art that's on those and how interesting those covers are. You know, that's uh, it creates a whole different thing. You can get simple with it and still be pretty impressive. And that's like Dillinger Escape Plan is a good reference because that's a very simple cover and it does exactly what you want it to do you know you don't you, you know you're not thinking too hard about it right i promise you that clutch spent less money on their awesome cover art than limp biscuit <laughs> spent on their new album you I'm, know i'm sorry i pointed that album cover out to you because now you'll never oh. be able to unsee that oh it's so bad i mean look you're limp biscuit i know that nobody's paying attention to you and you don't make the kind of money that you used to but the fact is that they can still make some money they got to have some in the bank account you know, make a photograph. That's, you know, that's somebody's girlfriend. And, it's got to be somebody's girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. hey, my wife uh, is an artist. This is she. She's a really good artist. Uh, she could totally do this. Uh, see, that would have been the question for Valiant Thor. Then, you know, like whose girlfriend did your cover art? I you did. Know? You know, and that's the thing is, I and that's kind of the one of the other points in this thing is that you know, with digital downloads and with iTunes and it being the size of a 150 by 150 little thumbnail doesn't make as much difference until you get to the final big format thing. Or does that even matter anymore? Do do people oh, just I, not care? I think it matters, but I think like all of the imagery matters because we are so visual. visual. You need something when you're scrolling online because you got so much to choose from. You need something that draws you in. I mean, that Alter of Plagues cover draws you in. The uh, uh, you know nails doesn't necessarily draw you in, but that cover art sets a real tone for everything that's on that al- uh, those albums that just fits perfectly. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. And well, and sometimes like the minimalistic thing is is important. You know, it gives you a a stark look at or a stark way to feel about something. You know, I don't know. I come. I feel like I come from that era of you know the I since I'm such a douchebag fan of Iron Maiden. I can't. I keep going back to Iron Maiden, and I think about all their covers and how involved their cover album uh, cover art is. But it always seemed sort of. Um, not anti-thematic, but it was it was always something. It didn't feel like it represented the music is exactly what it was because I remember my my mom like seeing the one of the albums going, "What is that?" and then listening to it going, "Oh, that's not that bad," you know. And then you look at something like we were talking about that cover art with the with the three women that are on stakes or whatever, and that's a whole other way to look at what you're going to do and how it's going to represent what you're doing. This necrotic disgorgement, we got to send them, if, you know, if the higher ups at Metal Sucks will do us a favor after I rip them a new one uh, uh, about posting this on there uh, uh, as the, what do they have, the post, which is the uh, stuff that came out this week post on yeah, June yeah, 25th. Yeah. They put out of all the albums coming out, this is the cover that they put up to kind of represent all the metal that came out this week. It's stupid. It's it's. Uh, it, it was a dumb move on their part. But what they need to do is send what I'm about to say off to these guys in necrotic discouragement because these guys are dumb. This, <laughs> this war on women 
it is is it's over it's done it's it's been there done that and i get it these guys are like you know angry at at at, at vaginas at some <laughs> yeah they're angry but you know what guys it's called soap you know you'd use it a little bit and maybe the, there's not so much to be angry about i i don't get it i mean this whole like um you know the, the 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 cover art. If you take a look at it, is you know these these women being hung up and 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 obviously mutilated. Uh, yeah, and it's 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 dumb. It doesn't say anything. It doesn't. I get it. These guys are like Cannibal Corpse throwback death metal stuff, and so they're trying to tell you that. But there's so many other ways to do it, and do it in a way that's smart. Do it in a way that. Um, uh, is is i don't know forward looking and not like you know we've already been there we've done that and you know you might hate metalcore but at least those guys bring the chicks in now you're not going to chase them all out you know come on yeah it's death metal though i mean well, what do you expect I, yeah it is but it's like i i i already saw this with the butchered at birth cover you well, know that's what that was my my question is like how can you be offended by this and not be offended by cannibal corpse because Cannibal Corpse was 20 years ago. But, I mean, that's that's my point, is that 20 years ago, the our sensitivities were even were even less. You know, that was pre-Saw and pre-all the horror movies and how graphic our, our nature has gotten in the past 20, 25 years. You know, so this now seems, you know, just one of those things. It's, uh, it's another cover. I mean, it's, well, not, it's, it. not, it's not great. It, it's not saying anything... It's not saying anything. I mean, it it may be a terrible choice, but I mean, I'm not offended by it. You know, oh, I mean, I'm totally offended by it because it's like <sighs> there's kind of boobies on it. So I mean, yeah, I know, but know, come that, on, that's okay. I mean, kind of, you know, kind of. It just, it just it just seems like you just it's sort of like you know when you're at school and you know there's there's like you know that 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 girl that passes by in the hallway and you think she might like you and then your really dumb buddy next to you burps and then <laughs> points at you that's kind of what this is you know what i mean it's like i i don't know i i don't get what it is that uh is entertaining about this anymore you know i get that it was entertaining in a way because it was shocking 20 years ago but that's part of what made death metal great was it has it shocks you but this is no longer shocking this is just dumb well i think i think it may be something that that they, that they weren't shocked by it 20 years ago i mean or didn't that that's worn off you're trying to get the next thing and get it even more more shocking i've seen some amazing cover art or not it's actually not cover art i've seen some amazing art by a cover artist that didn't make it on a cover that i was completely disgusted by but it you know it was it was interesting because it evoked some kind of emotion and that and you know are they trying to trying to get you to think about something or are they trying to get you to uh evoke emotion out of you or anything like that i don't know i mean this 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 is just kind of it kind of lays there in my opinion as far as what it what it does but I mean, it just looks like another death metal record. <laughs> you know yeah, but, I mean, dude, eh. yeah, but dude, I mean, look at what happened in the state house here in Texas last week, right? You got this war on women from Republicans, and we're going to talk. I'm not going to bring politics into it too much, but when you have album art like this, you are aligning yourself with interests politically that are not the same kinds of interests that 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 the metal community should be interested in unless you hang out with uh uh, uh what's his name a guitarist out in michigan uh uh cat scratch for you ted nugent unless you're hanging out with ted nugent you know this sort of stuff doesn't make sense but i mean it seems weird to it seems weird to make hay out of it because i don't think they're even thinking that far I don't think of it's a, a matter not. of these guys aren't thinking at all. I don't think it's a matter of um, oh, blah blah blah. Looks like we said to women. I think it's just some boobies on a cover, and we wanted to be bloody. You know, <laughs> I think it's just that. Uh, but that's offensive. You know, the fact they, that it's not they, smart. That's offensive. It's that they're just dumb, dumb, dumb. It's. I'm not suggesting that us in the metal community are the smartest guys in the room or anything like that. But when you do something like what these guys have done with this kind of cover art, you're not advancing things forward at all. You're not suggesting anything new. All you're doing is taking a, a, a whole part of the metal community and you cannot ignore the metal, you know, the, the females in the metal community. You're just taking them and you're, 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 
endorsing the same thing the Republicans are at. Not only are you not in charge of your own vagina, but you're also not in charge of uh, you can't you also can't buy an album without it being uh, offensive because what they're trying to do is suggest that this isn't about telling a story. This is about an entire uh, uh, outlook and their outlook is offensive. Their outlook is dumb. And and I think that it was dumb of Metal Sucks to post it. I think that there's other cover art there that deserves respect and 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 is is advancing something forward. But posting this and 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 promoting this stuff, I think just is dumb on top of dumb. I think it just kind of points it out, you know, just uh, sticks it right out there and let you judge for yourself. Well, yeah, but say something about it. Make fun of it. I mean, don't just put it there. That's what it looked like he did. They just put it there. Hey, look, this is the metal releases this week. Hey, don't, you know, here's an example. And it's like, no, this isn't an example. This is an example of 20 years ago. I thought this is an example of dumb. That's all it is. (laughs) Uh, one example that is not dumb. Ha! Segway, segway, segway. Uh, okay, we're gonna stop you ranting now. Godless, stop. It's okay. We're gonna rant about our favorite albums here in just a little bit. Get into something better. But we wanted to play a brand new one from Norma Jean that is wicked bad. If you got it at five, you got it at fifty. Ain't that the truth, baby? Norma Jean on the Metal Sucks podcast. night at uh, at uh, post show local band and stuff and that song came on and i went uh, crazy i started singing that song dude i hate to even fade it out but we got to talk about uh, we got to talk about the top albums of the year so far that was of course clutch's dc sound attack that is off of the uh, earth rocker cd and i think that's on both of our lists right godless oh isn't the like the return of clutch to what truly makes them great like one of the best stories of the year so far and i mean i was never disappointed with what they did in the middle it just wasn't a, it just wasn't rock it wasn't as i mean it was it was blues it was a whole it was a different animal i'm just so happy to hear them return to that sort of um robot hive kind of sound that blast tyrant sort of sound you know and feel that that kind of 
heavier thing that they do so well you know and and this is a really good album and uh and i put it away i i had to like squirrel this one away so that i didn't burn myself out on it because i was listening to it constantly it wasn't putting it away yeah yeah oh totally yeah same here i I, it's one of those things i resist consciously for the exact same reason it's so good now on your list you had what about 10 ish about 10 i had 10 on mine or so i know that some of the other lists for the year so far had way more than that uh but i was struggling to pull 10 that i was really really into is that Uh, right yeah i i felt i felt like i really had to kind of search a little bit and i won't be the other thing is that there's stuff that came out at the beginning of the year that i didn't want to forget about because I, I do the same, what I was talking about with Clutch is I'll put it away so that I don't burn out on it. Uh, wh- one of those is uh, Cult of Luna. Uh, their their CD Vertical was one that I listened to way too much and had to had to put it away. But I forgot, I kind of forgot about that one. I was like, oh, that did come out in like January, didn't it? And I really love that, love that album. How is it that you keep on having albums that you love months later? And then I'm like, dude, I hang out with you like constantly. I don't even hear about it. You should have told me about that. I never listened to it. It's because, you know, I mean, I don't talk about music all the time. Sometimes, well, mo- no, I mean, the only thing I talk about all the time are boobs, and that's about it. I mean, yeah, you, but you know I mean, me if by got now. something that you love, you got to just say, hey, hey, you know, godless, you got to check this out, you know? I know. This is where I put force my opinions on other people, not my per- not my real life. <laughs> I do that on this show. That's what it's for. It's like, yeah, man, well, this is where I go. You're on the show with you. You're not even talking about Cult of Luna. What's going on? Hey, man, uh, that was a long time ago. That was That was way back when. In, bro that's yeah. why we're talking about it now all i gotta say is if cult of luna is listening man you guys should know chuck has not said nothing about <laughs> you guys well what's, up until right now what's it's really bad so good. what's bad is is that even on my my terrestrial radio show their music is kind of ambient and longer so i can't really play it on that show either without because it's I think it's a matter of taste. Like I really like it, but I could see where a lot of people wouldn't would wouldn't care, uh, unfortunately. And I think they're stupid for that. But but it's it's hard for me to even push it on people there. <laughs> so. I think 2013 is going to be one of those like really important years when we when we look back at metal and the history of metal. I think 2013 is going to be one of those years where people are going to point to and go, "That was a special time for metal." think so i always feel that about every year i think there's at least something uh, at least a good handful of records because i mean you think about that last year and there's a a damn good like the top 10 of my list was just awesome there are so many good albums i mean whether the pig destroyer record whether the high on fire album i mean there's so many that were just amazing last year and this year is the same way and it's hard to believe that it's only more only six months in and I mean, the ones that we can agree on, of course, are like Dillinger Escape Plan. Pfft, duh. That's a no brainer. Yeah. I mean, that album is brilliant. Uh, who else on there? Caveller Tack, obviously brilliant uh, and, and amazing. Arsis, that record is just blows me away every time I totally listen to underrated. it. Totally underrated. I can't believe nobody else is getting on that thing. I think it's, it's so I, good. I think it's the Sunglasses at Night thing. I swear. I think that's what scares them off is that one song. Because it's it's so weird that it's in the middle of the record. I think the if that wasn't there in the if that was at the end of the album, I think people would think about that record differently. I really, I, don't know. I, really I, do. I mean, I look at the the other uh, metal sex guys and and like oh, like one of them likes that album, and it's like what's going on? It's such a it's like almost. I mean, it's just an amazing death metal record. That's because we're in Texas, man. It's a different story down here in the South. They don't understand what's in our brains, man. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else we i think we uh, match up on the nails the 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 yeah. new nails the abandoned all life that one is uh, just amazing uh i think um what else did you have on yours well i there's a couple controversial ones on there i like the kylesa album still i do too uh, but i don't i don't know if it's the best of or no not. no and it, it seems to be dropping on the list i like the vol album but that seems to be kind of dropping as well but uh uh you know still still dig it um, but then there's two that, uh, well, all right. So Cathonic, man. Oh, you see, and I didn't list that on mine because we got it after we sent the list to Axel. I was like, I already yeah. sent my list in. I'm like, oh, son of a dude. Oh, this record is so amazing, man. So boutique that, that record is just 
I'm floored by how good that is. Yeah, I've been waiting for that record because I'd heard the one song, and so I think I was like on a list on uh, SoundCloud or something like that. So I got it as soon as they uh, posted it, and it was just in time. It was. It's so. It. What, what? All right. So this is one of the awesome things about what's been happening in metal lately, and you know, I'm talking about that Iron Maiden uh, uh, DVD earlier, and how you know you go all over the world, and there's people into metal, and I think what's really happening is some of the best music is truly coming from. Other than Florida, other places, what? you know, unheard of. It, yeah, yeah, but it's like it's like you got like a uh, 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 Catholic. You know, you used to be if you're an Asian metal band, especially an Asian death metal band, either you're Deering Gray or nobody's paying any attention to you. True. You know what I mean? That's very true. And and because usually because it's like they're they're trying to like impersonate. The, the stuff is help happening elsewhere or they they don't get it yet there there's some there's sort of a, a, a something missing in the translation that they're not quite doing but these guys have got an amazingly awesome album that is amazing not only for just totally getting the sound and getting it right also awesome because their bassist is hot but also awesome <laughs> Because they, uh, they, they're bringing th- their themselves to the album, their sound, their culture. And, you know, w- what's that really awful Israeli band that... Uh, 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 the Orphan talk- Land or whatever? Yeah, Orphan yeah. Land. It's like, oh, come on, guys. You're like trying to like do the Epcot Center version of Israel in your music. And, and it doesn't sound real. It doesn't sound legitimate. It definitely doesn't sound like something moving things forward. And then these guys with Chthonic, they're from, I think, Thailand or something. And they've got all this weird instrumentation, weird tempos, weird uh, 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 keys and, and and you know the, uh, their melodies are really kind of um, you know sort of channeled through the sounds that they've grown up with and it makes it cool and if I'm uh, you know if I've got a death metal band anywhere in the world I'm listening to Chthonic because I want to figure out how to use some of these cool ideas that they're incorporating and put it in my own music how many cool the only thing you get around here is like banjo though right i mean if it's a in the u.s what kind of cool instruments do we have <laughs> yeah, uh, oh well there's not the, yeah you're not well, getting, what was that really bad black metal band with the banjo that you, oh, you dude, that? dude i love that uh oh, is talk i think is the name of the band the t-a-a-k-e yeah i love that song the one with the banjo in the middle of it the banjo breakdown brilliant oh so brilliant i love that I think I think there should be more banjo and metal. Totally more banjo and metal. We need to make that happen. Is it going to be possible? Maybe. I don't know. But the other cool thing is that's been happening, and you get on my case all about it. Is this hipster black metal, dude? Number- well, I get on your case about it because you're a latecomer, and latecomers are t- totally get to be made made fun of for that stuff, dude. It's it's like you're making yourself a battle jacket out of uh, out of new bands. You got if you don't have a battle jacket with a Slayer patch on the back of it, then you don't have a battle jacket. You need to stop now. You don't just recreate it, and so I feel like a lot of the hipster st- hipster black metal stuff that's coming out now, it's already been done, and if we need to get over that and, and be done with it because I don't want to hear anybody else doing it because it was it was decent enough the first time and I'm I'm over it. But this is where you're wrong. I think that if they if people were doing that black metal stuff and they were doing it so they could sound exactly like all those old Norwegian you know, uh, uh, black metal albums, you know, from the early 1990s, then I could totally get where that would be an objection. You know, if you're a retread and, um, you know, a revival band, a black metal, I'm not interested. That's it's dumb. It's, it's, but, it's, but tired. it's, it's even worse because you're retreading something that came out four years ago. That's what's even worse about it. I mean, if you, if you were at least retreading something that came out 20, 25 years ago, Okay, I can, I can see. Then that's what they're doing. They're incorporating some of those sounds from way back when. But you hear bands that are doing it now, and they're just they're they're doing Wolves in the Throne Room covers. You I know, it's like uh, I, yeah. there you go. All right, we're, we might listen. Let's listen to an Agalock album instead. You know, those guys are freaking good. You know, so I don't know. That that that's just me, dude. I don't know. Like my number ten album is is Deaf Heaven, Deaf Haven, whatever you however you pronounce pronounce it. I, I think it's a it's a really really good record. I'm not on their jock like a lot of people in the blog sphere have been. But I just I don't. Dig, yeah, I dig I dig the whole shoegaze, uh, you know, gone black metal thing. I think it's like one of those 
uh, uh, merges of two different genres that it's like, wow, why didn't I think of that? You know, that makes sense. I've dropped way back away from that stuff again. It's I just can't. I, I it just doesn't hit me the way it did a few years ago. I don't know. I want something a little more raw. I I don't know why. It just has been where my ears are at lately. You know, I want it to be a little more organic, and that's and I guess that's not the right word for it. It's it's something else. I think raw is probably the better word for it. Where I want it to be just. Str- I want rock and roll. I want some rock and roll. You want the Valiant Thor? I want the Valiant Thor. I want some rock and roll. You know? Yeah, yeah. And personally, my new number two record, Alter of Plagues. That's what I want. I want something that goes. Uh, hey, we know where we've been. We got some really interesting ideas how to move this forward, and I love that. Definitely. One last thing on this whole like hipster black metal thing, which I think I take objection <laughs> to, but all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna own it. You, you can't let it die. So alter plagues, death heaven. What I dig about it is you've got these other bands that have been taking pieces of metal for years and putting it into pop and putting it into uh, rock and putting it into all these other mainstream genres and 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 metal has always been so insular and i think it's a great that some bands are now trying to take stuff back you know that's what it feels like to me it's like no we're gonna take from you guys and we're gonna use it and make something great with it and i think that's good for everybody okay what whatever he just said i I, I don't even know what you mean man what are you talking out of your ass right now damn what are you new to this show i've got to wrap this up damn it all right right, son of a bitch Jeez! All right, we gotta be done with this show. I, I don't know if this new album from uh, Devil Driver is gonna be on my top list or not. I really don't know just yet. But but I know that you need to mark us down as your favorite podcast of all time. That would be the Metal Sucks podcast that you can download off of iTunes and all that goodness uh, with your host myself, Chuck, and Godless. And we do it every week, every Monday. You can find it right there on MetalSucks.net, and of course, like I said, on iTunes. And the show with a brand new song from Devil Driver, which is pretty awesome. Looking forward to the record and seeing what it's going to turn out like. The name of the song is Ruthless on the Metal Sucks podcast.